good news. The podcast show 2022 is coming to Islington, London on May the 25th and 26th. It's a brand new international festival for podcasting, for creators, the industry and podcast fans. Featuring over 350 world-class speakers, 150 panels and sessions, access to 120 global brands including us at Podbible, plus unmissable live shows. If you're passionate about podcasting, this is for you. Delegate day passes are on sale now from £55, and if you use the promo code PODBIBLE, you can get a special 20% off. That's PODBIBLE without a space. Book yours now at thepodcastshowlondon.com. That's thepodcastshowlondon.com, and we'll see you there. Welcome to the Pod Bible Podcast. This is episode 103, and I am your host, Adam Richardson. And we've got a lot to get through today. We've got some lengthy chats, so I'm going to cut straight to the chase and tell you if you haven't read the latest Pod Bible mag yet, what have you been doing? It is an absolute cracker. It features Ian Wright talking about Wrighty's House, loads of other good interviews, recommendations, and reviews. And I will say that I think the Ian Wright interview that features in the magazine, I think it might be my favourite. We've done 19 magazines now and I think this might be the best one because Ian goes deep. He answers all of the questions really openly. They're all nice and long and I just really love the way that he elevates other people, the other people that are on his podcast, Righty's House. Obviously it helps that he's a a schoolboy hero of mine but yeah, it's a cracking interview and I implore you to check it out, podbiblemag.com. You can read all of our old magazines there. You can order magazines to your door. You can become a subscriber to the magazine so that each issue turns up on your doorstep. Uh, it's £8 for the whole year and you uh, will receive any that have already been released this year that you haven't got already. Um, you can read reviews, recommendations. Fran, our digital editor, continues to do a great job of commissioning articles, uh, chucking up her own reviews and roundups of new podcasts. And uh, yeah, there's all sorts of good stuff on there. So go and have a look and a read. Oh dear, nearly started full singing then. Right. Last week, or the week before last, I should say, on the podcast, we had the teams, or the people, sorry, behind Two Two's podcast, Sweet Bobby, and Getting My Dad to Say I Love You. Today, we have a return guest. He's not talking about the same podcast. He's got a new podcast. It's Sean Keaveney. He was on a little while ago talking about the lineup with Sean Keaveney. Uh, That was episode 94. Um, He's back. He's talking to Stu Whiffin, co-founder of Podbible rabid podcaster himself and uh of course you know he used to co-host this podcast so you should know Stu Whiffin fairly well he's having a lovely chat with Sean Keaveney about his new show Sean Keaveney's creative cul-de-sac have I said Sean Keaveney enough okay we are recording Sean Keaveney tell me all about your new podcast oh stew stop it <laughs> well, well I, I will i will tell you i'll give you a brief potted history right and it goes back a little bit this so when i was still at the old radio station back just before the second lockdown i i remember it like sort of december 2020 we couldn't do anything could we in 2020 and it sort of brought it home to me just how thwarted creatively i've been in a lot of ways like I, apart from the radio show which was brilliant and that, that was my outlet for everything. 
I, I, I don't know what it was. It was like one afternoon, one dusky afternoon, just before the second lockdown, everybody was feeling a bit long in the tooth and down in the mouth. I think it was in the top room, which is always depressing, Stu, anyway, our top room. It's just full of sh- And um, I was, I'd noticed that I had dozens and dozens of notebooks that I'd written in, and they were full of ideas, right? They were full. I'm not, not to say that they were all good ideas, but it sort of, for some reason, that it all accumulated in my mind and sort of culminated and made me think, I have had so many ideas for, for books, for, for documentaries, for telly ideas, for, you know, I've written down millions of jokes, and most of them will never see the light of day. And it, when you do, and I, I don't know if you ever get this, but like when you interview a lot of people and you interview musicians and you interview novelists and stuff, you get a bit of um, an, an inferiority complex sometimes. I, I used to. Because I'd be like, well, why can't I write a novel? Mm. No. And obviously I never fucking will. So it, and then I had this light bulb moment. Why don't I make a podcast where I just sit and mine all this stuff and bring some of it to life? and maybe add the odd sound effect here and there. You know, if I've written a sketch, perform it for the listeners. So I started recording these little, they were only like 20-minute little chunks. And then I thought, well, why don't we do it with other creative people? Because they will have, I bet they've got the same, you know, like millions of ideas they haven't got away. And that was the kernel of it. And then it got to like Easter last year, and my old mate Clive Tullow, one of the great TV producers who's produced all the Ruby Wax shows and Joanna Lumley shows and stuff, he was like, I could help you if you want, because I was moaning about I couldn't get it off the ground, you know. And so that was that. That was the catalyst. His company got behind it. Ben, his son, is a genius when it comes to anything audio, and he's just helped me develop the, the whole situation. And now we find ourselves on the precipice of uh, another Sean Keaveney podcast. For, I, I apologise. I think that I'm perhaps putting too much out there. Have you learn anything about yourself and you know your your questioning of why maybe you've not fulfilled some of these ideas from exploring other people's sort of trunk of of lost dreams yeah i think so i think that the process itself of one going through one's detritus brings you up sharp and makes you first of all realize how easy here we go how easy it is to have an idea but how difficult it is to to complete that idea and i i think that in in the in the realms of psychology or psychiatry there are such things as starters and finishers and i've i've heard this a lot a lot recently perhaps because i'm tuned into it but there are some people apparently i ain't one of them who once they start something they have to finish it yeah. And, and they're, so they're incredible. If they're creative as well, they go, I've had an idea for a sitcom. That's it. That, that's them for 18 months. They will not rest until they've finished it because it's just the way their psyche works. Whereas I am the total opposite to you. So I'm like, I, I will have nine ideas before I've had my shower in the morning. <laughs> now, I, I might not write them all down. I might not capture them all. I might write six of them down and I'll, I'll think at least half of them are good. And I'll, I'll think, right, okay. Well, and I'll give you an example. I was on my bike two weeks ago going down to the canal for some fresh air. And I went past um, near us, near Ladbroke Grove, there's this tiny little shop and it's, uh, it's rarely open. And it, it, it's pop- there's a little old man who, who works in there and he's like a haberdasher. He, if you take your ripped clothes in, he'll sew them up and stuff. And I thought, I know, I know, this is a short film. And it's, uh, it's called something like, 
the dead man's suit or something. And I had this idea of a man taking his suit, really dapper guy, to, to be taken in because he's got a very special occasion and he gets chatting to the guy and stuff. And then basically, I'm, I'm ruining it, but basically he's getting it taken in because he's going to get cremated in it because he's going to Dignitas. And I thought, this is a fucking great, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to write it this afternoon. And I, pro- I, did, I wrote about 10 pages in a cafe, but am I ever going to finish that? Probably not. But do you think, uh, this really interests me because I, I have these kind of conversations with so many of my pals that are working a, a creative field, I guess. I, I'd put myself in the category of someone that when I start something, I have to finish it, right? right. But I also run a podcast with someone that has ideas but procrastinates beyond belief and never really gets it going. But I think that sometimes that, that, that there's a happy medium there. If you work with each other, sometimes that can be quite fruitful because sometimes I think if I'm trying to finish something that I've set myself a task to do, if I've come up with this idea, I'm, like, oh, I'm going to do that, sometimes I kind of just rush it to get it done and get it over the line and it might not actually be that great. Whereas had I procrastinated a bit more and maybe sort of sat on it for a while, I do think there's like a balance to be made there. That's really true. That's why all the great, the great collaborations in it. Like if you're with comedy writers or with, you know, you Lennon and McCartney's, it's that, that yin and yang, isn't it? If you just yin, you're a bit fucked sometimes, you're a bit buggered sometimes, you know, you you do need somebody else's, input i think sometimes don't you 100 percent, 100 percent. well give us a, a snapshot into some of the people that we can expect to hear you chatting to we've done i think i'm quite proud of it really because i mean obviously over the years of doing my radio shows i've built up a, some good friendships with creative types so and obviously you know what this is like you, you end up tapping up your mates who who might have a, a bit of profile who might be able to help you get it over the line it's it's very um mercenary in a lot of ways and people i think often dread the text oh here he is got another, <laughs> got another podcast have you got another yeah. idea sean <laughs> yeah yeah another idea. I need help getting over the line dear um, so it is a bit like that but like i was very chuffed and gratified because we've maybe recorded about i mean i've recorded endless like bit my bits you know because i just love actually sitting up in the top room going through my stuff is quite cathartic. But we've probably got about eight eight done so far. And we've got people like, we've got Samira Ahmed, uh, the journalist, who is just brilliant. She's actually um, amongst many other things. You, you know, you hear her on front row a lot. She's one of the most learned, culturally steeped people. But she's also just like a, a Beatles mega fan, you know. And she talks through when she went was posted out to LA in the 90s and she was in the Viper Room and watched Oasis one of Oasis' first shows in America, and she did like a, a review of it in pencil on a on the back of a beer mat or something, you know, and she sort of shows it to us. It's really cool. And um, and then you get people like Nina Conti, the comedian and ventriloquist, who that episode is really psychological. It's really deep because she is talking about what it's like to, to be multifaceted, to, to be a character and to be a self, and that goes quite deep, quite quick. Tim Key who's just Tim Key, who's just one of the funniest. I mean, talk about a man with too many ideas. That's Tim Key, you know, so that's all, that's fun. I was perhaps slightly more excited than anything that we got Vic Reeves, that we got Jim on, on the podcast. And 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 that what I loved about that was how he, we've used it on the, the promo, as you would 
do. You know, he says something about halfway through. He's like, I'm really glad that you've made me go through my ideas because I've, I've forgotten about some of the crap that I've done over the year. And, and some of his stuff is just unbelievably funny. But also it's not all about being funny. You know, it's about like people, watching people discover the old, their old selves and, and, and you know, completely like Greg James's one where he's like, God, I was really depressed about 10, 11 years ago. And this, this demonstrates to me that I was really a bit blue. And so it's a bit like a, in the psychiatrist chair a little bit as well. But also what I'm excited about is the fact that it's quite new and I've, I've not, I've not cracked it yet. You know, I, I'm sure I, it'll develop as time goes on, I think, because, you know, ultimately you could sit for 10 hours with somebody with all their ideas. So you've got to try and get that down to about half an hour. So I've got to work on my techniques. And, and one of the things we're seeing so many podcasters start to sort of um, go back to now we've, 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 you know, come out of the lockdown and stuff is, is live shows. Is that something you'd ever consider doing? Look, I can't wait. I really want to do that. And, and we're looking into it now because, I mean, obviously I was talking to, funnily enough, Clive about this the other day. We, we're similar psychologically, I think. We go from naught to 60. So we have, like, when, when the radio show went, I panicked and was like, I've got I've got a mortgage to pay. I need to work. And then I ended up spinning all these plates, thinking, well, most of them will fall. Was that but just I, was that just knee jerk though? It it was. It was. It was like, what do you do? What what is the point of you if you're not on the radio? You've got to work. You've got to do summer podcasts. <laughs> I was like and it ended up so I've got, you know, there's two or three different things spinning at the minute, but there's a lot of potential for all of them to be live. And, and in fact, one of the things that we're talking about at the minute, one of the most immediate things is doing this podcast, the cul-de-sac. Or, well, actually, we're not sure yet because we, we do a live show on the Patreon as well, uh, like a live radio show. So we're hoping to do either that or the cul-de-sac or maybe the lineup. You know, we're definitely going to do do some live shows and some live podcasts this year because it seems to be people have told me that the wild, you know, because the podcast world is so... Once you subscribe and once you're in it, it's a real familial thing, isn't it? People get very passionate about it. Absolutely. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that, seeing the whites of people's eyes and and mixing with them at the bar later, you know. And, and I think, you know, a lot of these people have, have, have missed your voice on radio. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. What's, t- tell us about the radio station. Yeah, well, that, that's that's a Ben idea, right? Because just before Christmas, we set up the, the Patreon, ostensibly with a view to that just feeding the podcast through the cul-de-sac podcast and I, I thought well I'll post up and I do do you know sometimes I just like last night I just found a bit of stand-up that I did in 2013 and I just sort of read it out and posted it you know and people thought oh, that's quite funny and that's what I thought the purpose of it was and then Ben being a, a 20-something genius you know he was he said to me you know that you can do like a sort of you can sort of do your own little radio shows like guerrilla radio shows we've got the technology to do it and I was like no no, 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 yeah, yeah. And so, just before Christmas, we posted it out on Twitter and to the Patreons. We said, "If you're free between three and five, three days before Christmas, we'll do a little Christmas special." And it was, it went, it went mad. You know, like I mean, you know, the numbers aren't the same. It's not like you've been on radio too. You're talking yeah. about maybe one or two thousand people, but those people are just so into it. Yeah. It's really addictive. And so now we do it every Friday, one till three p.m. We just, we do a radio show and it's so beautiful for me because I can really, I curate all the music and I really take my time over it, but it's, but it's mostly on a right material, but we also have, we have the discord going and we've got people getting in contact. It's really live and exciting. It's just, 
it's a thrill. I've can't say anything else. And I mean, Patreon for me, it, it, it's so DIY and it's so a direct a, a direct channel to those that are passionate about you know what what the creator does. And I, I think it's an, an amazing thing. And you know, we're seeing so many podcasters kind of having that attached to their podcast now that you know you can get this 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 over here and and essentially most podcasts are free so you know if you can put stuff on on patreon and and, and it helps or sort of cover the cost of production and things like that then it's, it's it's great so i want a little snapshot behind the the, the the curtain of the radio show so where do you do it is it is it like do you and and like how, how is it put together it's ridiculously exciting we did the first three in the top room right i hope you're gonna say that we did the first three in the top room. In fact, the first one, we did a test before the Christmas one, a couple of days before it, and Ben, Ben's missus got COVID, right? So we had to set it up because everybody was really, if you remember, we were all paranoid about getting COVID mm. the day before Christmas. So Ben came in, set up the mixing desk, set up, you know, we had to get we have to get a screen for the cart wall and this, that, and the other. He sets it all up while I'm out of the room and then he disappears like the milk tray man and he puts <laughs> his car outside with the broadcast, you know, he clicks onto it and he's got, right, okay. And, and, and it's like, almost like CB radio. Okay, you're live now. Um, and so you remember which faders to use for that. Don't touch that one or else you'll go off air. And and I just, the first one, I did it myself, you know, because I had to because of COVID. We had all the fucking windows open and it was it was totally insane. And and But now we've got a bit more sophisticated because although it was fun to do it in the house and it's like, oh, look, somebody's having a piss in Gladstone Park. You know, I can see it from here. <laughs> we lost a bit of control. So now we do it in, in Burning Bright's offices near Charlotte Street and we've got a little corner set up and it's a bit more pro now. And we've got some proper mics and everything. You know, it's, it's, all, it's all a bit more controlled. Like this, this first time we did it from there, I think I accidentally backed my my chair over the fucking the lead for the internet, and I cut it out for like <laughs> three minutes. And you know, you couldn't write it, so it was it completely like a sitcom. But we're every every month, every week, we're getting a little bit more sophisticated, you know, without being like too slick. We're not Gary Davis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. So, if people want to find out about the radio show, what's the Patreon address for that, Sean? Thanks for asking. It is patreon.com, he says. No, panicking, in case he's got it fucking wrong. I'm pretty sure that's right. Patreon.com slash Sean Keaveney. So that's S-H-A-U-N-K-E-A-V-E-N-Y. No gap, because if you, uh, amazingly already, if you put patreon.com slash Sean Keaveney with a space between Sean Keaveney, some other Sean Keaveney turns up. And I think he like, I don't know what he does. Like, he, he like, fishes for salmon in the arctic or something don't don't click on his that sounds quite decent unless you want salmon fishing yeah. which can on. i mean choice is the listeners right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and uh and obviously the creative cul-de-sac people can get that wherever they get their podcasts right yeah, absolutely it's, it's it's everywhere like like omicron <laughs> <laughs> why i've got you here sean tell me about a podcast that you enjoy oh i will I mean, I think that probably I, I, I'm not going to repeat myself because I always talk about Andrew Hickey's history of rock music in 500 songs. It's still basically my favorite podcast of all time. And he's still only on 146 or something. So I've got a couple, a few years of that left yet. And so I'm, and I love my music ones. I love, still love rock on tours. Still think that's great. But I actually discovered over just after Christmas, 
because we lost Barry Cryer, didn't we? Just at New Year. Yeah. He's one of the great comic minds of all time. And I had the great, great, great pleasure of meeting him. And he came, I actually interviewed him when we were in Edinburgh once. And uh, he actually sat and watched me do my bad stand up. How was and that? We, it was, it was, a, it was, it melted my mind completely. He actually complimented like a couple of the jokes. He said, you, you know, you're pretty good. Uh, but you know, when enough, when enough great comedians tell you that you're pretty good, you think you're not that good. You should stop, which is what I did. So, but anyway, he and his, his son, Bob Cryer, uh, before he died, they, they racked up quite a lot of these podcasts and it's called No Were Were We? And it's basically Barry Cryer and his son, Bob, in conversation with great comedians and great humorists. And it's just a joy, you know, like Stephen Fry, Sanjeev Bhaskar and uh, Danny Baker and all these people. Just It's just basically like 90 minutes of ridiculous anecdotes, you know. And I, I think it's, well, it's a lovely listen. Lovely stuff. Well, Sean, I wish you all the best with the podcast and can't wait to hear the radio station this Friday. Yeah, let's go check out uh, Sean's recommendation. Have a lovely day, Sean. Thanks Thank loads, mate. Thanks, G. That was really lovely. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you so much, Stu. Really enjoyed that. Loved hearing about how that show came about and uh, about the Patreon and the radio show. It must be a lot of fun for Sean having that freedom now after leaving uh, a radio station, a hugely popular radio station where he got uh, a lot of creative freedom anyway. But obviously podcasting brings you even more freedom because I don't have a producer in my ear now saying, hurry up and get on to the next bit, even though I almost certainly should. All right, recommendations. Stars in your ears. Jess Robinson, she was on a little while ago talking about that show. Well, like two episodes ago, episode 101. Uh, but she's back now recommending a cracker of a podcast. So let's hear it. Right, it's time for a podcast recommendation. We have a return guest. It is Jess from Stars In Your Ears. Uh, we had a lovely chat all about her wonderfully entertaining podcast before, but now it's time for Jess to recommend a show that she listens to. Jess, do you listen to lots of podcasts or is it more music? I listen to quite a few, yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Uh, mainly sort of entertainment sort yeah. of podcasts. And I do, I love a good thriller. I love a bit of crime and, and, and all of that, but... um. Interesting. My, I would say the first podcast that I would recommend, mm-hmm. which I thought was a revelation, was really inspiring when I was thinking about Stars in Your Ears, is the Horn Section podcast. Oh, perfect. Yes. I've, nobody's recommended this before. even Really? Though, I yeah. thought everyone would have said it. It's what we've recommended in the magazine a few times, and I'd love to, to have Alex on here at some point. Um, yeah. I don't know if we could get the whole band as well, but... Yeah, I'm I'm chuffed about this. So uh, tell us, Aww. tell us all about it. I just love the Horn Section podcast because they've got so Alex Horn and the Horn Section. You'll know Alex from Taskmaster probably, mm-hmm. um, and his band. I think there are five of them, and they get different celebrities in and just muck around live in the studio lots and lots of musical fun loads of original songs stupid games i mean it is it's like a musical taskmaster in some ways it's so silly and 
who can sing the longest note, who can... Um, <laughs> Alex will have written some stupid lyrics and um, the guests will choose the style and the, uh, the sort of the feel of the song and they'll go for it and just make up this ridiculous song. Or It's just so silly and so unbelievably clever. The talent... Not of Alex, but of the band. <laughs> it's really astonishing the way they work together. And it really is just outrageously clever. Yeah. So good. So brilliant. And of course, lo- lots in common, as we said, with, with your show, because they're getting guests in who just have to leave all their inhibitions at the door. Because yeah. not only are they going to be singing, they're quite often going to be singing something really silly and stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's no yeah. room for any sort of... Uh, ego <laughs> no no and again you get that funny th- funny thing where you get some guests who clearly you know can't sing and don't care and yeah. then you get other people who maybe can sing a little bit and how far are they going to push that summer revelations richard osman came in uh, yes. i remember this one uh, and he had he brought his singing teacher with him <laughs> he's had jesse Ware on and then, and then other uh, celebrities mm. uh, who have been <laughs> absolutely awful, but so funny. Yeah, that's great. It's uh, it's a funny one. It's well, it's a hilarious show because Alex again is just not afraid to do anything. You know, even if things don't come off, he'll just uh, persevere with the silliest little sections. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's always a funny listen, no matter who the guest is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just just brilliant. And you get I love the the fact that you get to know the band as well. They're not just backing musicians. They've got, you know, personalities and reasons for being there and all have their own relationship with Alex. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jess, uh, for that recommendation. A pleasure. Thanks, Jess. Can't believe it's taken that long for the horn section to be recommended. What a show amazing comic relief uh, on that show uh, it might be just what people need right now a little bit of musical escapism so yeah the horn section is uh, worth subscribing to let's get on to our final recommendation of the week we have a return guest once again it's matthew and brendan from bottoming and uh, yeah let's hear what they're going to recommend Okay, I'm here with Matthew from Bottoming. How are you? Yeah, I am good. How are you doing? Very good. I'm doing that awkward thing where we've already been speaking for a while. I'm asking how you are, so I must yeah. remember not to do that. Uh, Brendan is also here. Hi, Brendan. Hey, how are you? Good. Uh, Matthew, we're going to speak to you because mm-hmm. Brendan had his chance on a previous episode to recommend a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to hear which podcast you'd like to recommend mm-hmm. for our listeners. So this is, I would say, probably my favourite podcast. I know you guys have spoken to them. I know they've been featured quite a lot. They've had some amazing coverage because it's a really unique podcast, but mine is actually The Logbooks. Great. Which is, at the moment, I think just about to end its third and sadly final season. Just kind of summary for anyone that unfortunately hasn't come across that yet. Um, It is working with LGBT Switchboard and their physical logbooks that they used to document calls with to their their call centre. So call sense it was a room at the time, small room, and shapes and tells a story of a decade through those um, logbook entries. So it's gone kind of 70s, 80s, and at the moment, 90s to early 2000s across the three seasons. And it's just, I think, a really unique and special project that tells so, so many stories that 
we would just never know otherwise because, you know, given Section 28 banned um, any sort of education around homosexuality and, and similar topics, it was very difficult to share those stories. So I've learned so much listening to it, especially the 80s, the which of season two, which was obviously um, at that point the HIV and AIDS crisis as well. So it kind of goes to some really, really dark, really intense but necessary stories to then all the ones I've listened to, one of the season three ones this week about kind of Brookside and, you know, the first LGBT kiss and representation on screen. And, and those are kind of like really light, funny moments. So, yeah, I would say it's definitely an education for everyone and everyone, not just LGBT people, because I think it's a necessary part of all of our histories, especially given government involvement in different laws or policies or whatever. So, yeah, that's um, that's definitely my number one. Amazing. We actually spoke to Tash as well in season one. Ah, okay. Yeah, so we spoke to Tash back in 2018 um, wow. about the work that Switchboard do. So to kind of nice. see see that then develop into something that is, you know, picked off, uh, picked up so well is, is amazing. Brilliant. A great crossover. So people can go and listen to that episode of your podcast and then they can <laughs> go and listen to the Pod Bible podcast episode with the logbooks on. Mm-hmm. If you go to our YouTube, we've got the video chat that we had there. That was pretty early on in... Um, yeah, actually, when was it? I think it was November 2020, so it wasn't that early, mm-hmm. but it was, uh, yeah, when we were getting used to doing video calls and things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love I love those guys, and we've had them feature on the website a few times as well, so mm-hmm. that is a great recommendation. Brendan, I, I take it you're totally on board as well? Oh, completely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tash and um, Adama and Shivani are mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, specifically the, the AIDS episodes were just so emotional, but they've got great chemistry to talk about it as well, mm-hmm. so definitely agree. Brilliant. Okay, a great recommendation for anybody who hasn't checked that out yet. As Matthew said, in the final season now, but it means there's a finite number of episodes to check mm-hmm. out. So it's well worth your time. Uh, thank you very much for that recommendation. Thank you. Thanks very much, guys, for the recommendation. That's it from the Bottoming Guys. Um, they have featured a few times now. We've had different recommendations. Hold on a sec. I say that's it. No, it isn't. They recommended one each and they're going to come back for another team recommendation uh, in a couple of weeks. So it's not it for bottoming. Have no fear. They're coming back soon. All right. That is it, however, for the podcast this week. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Please do go and check out the magazine, as I say, at podbiblemag.com. You can sign up to our weekly newsletter there as well. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, info at podbiblemag or at podbible on social media, uh, info at podbiblemag.com got a bit excited there and uh forgot the dot com bit and if you want to get in touch with me adam at podbiblemag.com or at my name is ad on uh, twitter and instagram all right thank you again for listening uh thanks to buddy peace for his fantastic work editing and producing the podcast and uh we are part of the acast creator network i'd love to tell you that big news from acast recently with the signing of peter crouch i wonder if this means we can get peter crouch on the pod hmm maybe but yeah thanks again to Acast thanks for listening and we'll see you in a couple of weeks 